Section four of The Glories of Ireland. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Matt Berard. The Glories of Ireland, edited by Joseph Dunn and P.J. Lennox. The Irish and the Sea by William H. Babcock, LLB. The beginning of Irish navigation, like the beginning of everything else, is hidden in the mist of antiquity. Vessels of some kind, obviously, must have borne the successive waves of immigrants or invaders to the island. Naturally, they would remain in use afterwards for trade, travel, exploration, and war. Irish ships may have been among those of the Breton fleet that Caesar dispersed at Ban after an obstinate struggle two or three centuries later we find Niall of the nine hostages making nautical descents on the neighboring shores especially britain and there is every probability that ships of the island conveyed some at least of the scots irish whom gildas in the sixth century describes as joining the picts and furiously storming the roman wall the the equally adventurous but more pacific work of exploration went on also if we may judge by that extraordinary series of irish sea sagas the imirama comprising the voyages of bran Meldwin, the we cora and st brendan the last mentioned deservedly the most famous these vary in their literary merits and in the merits of their several parts for they have been successfully rewritten at different periods receiving always something of the colour belief and adornment which belonged to the writer's time but under all may be dimly traced as in a palimpsest the remote pagan original at their best they embody a lofty and touching poetry very subtle and significant as when we read of brand's summoning by a visitant of supernatural beauty to the isles of undying delight where a thousand years are but as a day his return with a companion who had been overcome by longing for ireland and home the man's falling to ashes at the first touch of the native soil as though he had been long dead and the flight of bran and his crew from the real living world to the islands of the blessed at least equally fine and stirring is st brendan's interview with the exiled spirit of heaven whose sin was but little so that he and his fellows were given only the pleasing penance of singing delightfully in the guise of beautiful birds the praises of the god who showed them mercy and grace amid the charms of an earthly paradise then all the birds sang evensong so that it was an heavenly noise to hear it is not very surprising that st brendan's legend with such qualities in prose and verse made itself at home in many lands and languages and became for centuries a widespread popular favorite and matter of general belief also influencing the most permanent literature of a high contemplative caste which we may suppose to be out of touch with it altogether certain of its more unusual incidents are found even in arab writings of romance 
founded on fact as in edrisi's narrative of the magrurin explorers of lisbon and the adventures of sinbad related in the arabian nights but perhaps here we have a case of reciprocal borrowing such as may well occur when ship's companies of different nations meet the most conspicuous insistent and repeated feature of all these imrama is a belief in atlantic islands fair enough or wonderful enough to tempt the shore-dwellers of ireland far away and hold them spellbound for years it is easy to ascribe these pictures to sunset on the ocean or the wonders of mirage but all the time within long sailing distance there actually were islands of delightful climate and exceeding beauty these had been occasionally reached from the mediterranean ever since early carthaginian times as classical authors seem to tell us why not also from ireland perhaps not quite so distant it is undoubted that the canary islands were never really altogether forgotten and the same is probably true of the madeiras and all three groups of azores though the knowledge that lingered in ireland was a distorted glimmering tradition of old voyages occasionally inciting to new ventures in the same field some have supposed though without sufficient evidence that st brendan even made his way to america and parts of that shoreline in several different latitudes have been selected as the scene of the exploit his first entry into serious geography is in the fine maps of dulcer thirteen thirty nine and the pizzigani thirteen sixty seven both of which plainly label madeira porto santo and las desertas the fortunate islands of st brandon that there may be no possibility of misunderstanding the pizzigani brothers present a full-length portrait of the holy navigator himself bending over these islands with hands of benediction the inscription though not the picture was common thus applied on the maps of the next century or two and no other interpretation of his voyage found any place until a later time of course the fourteenth century was a long way from the sixth when the voyage was supposed to have been made and we cannot take so late a verdict as convincing proof of any fact but it at least exhibits the current interpretation of the written narrative among geographers and mariners the people best able to judge and here the interval was much less the story itself seems to corroborate them in a general way if read naturally one would say that it tells of a voyage to the canaries of which one is unmistakably the island under mount atlas and that this was undertaken by way of the azores and madeira with inevitable experience of great beauty in some islands and volcanic terrors in others madeira may well have been pitched upon by the interpreters as the suitable scene of a particularly long tarrying by the way of course magic filled out all gaps of real knowledge and wonders grew with each new rewriting whatever brendan did there is no doubt that irish mariner monks incited by the great awakening which followed st patrick's mission covered many seas in their frail vessels during the next three or four centuries they set up a flourishing 
religious establishment in orkney made stepping-stones of the intervening islands and reached iceland some time in the eighth century if not earlier the norsemen following in their tracks as always found them there and the earliest icelandic writings record their departure leaving behind them books bells and other souvenirs on an islet offshore which still bears their name did they keep before the norsemen to america too at least the norsemen thought so for centuries the name great ireland or white men's land was accepted in norse geography as meaning a region far west of ireland a parallel to great sweden russia which lay far east of sweden the saga of karsefni first to attempt colonizing america makes it plain that his followers believed great ireland to be somewhere in that region and it is explicitly located near wineland by the twelfth century Lanlamapa. also there were specific tales afloat of a distinguished icelander lost at sea who was afterward found in a western region by an irish vessel long driven before the storm the version most relied on came through one ruffin who had dwelt in limerick also through thorfinn earl of the orkneys brazil the old irish Brazil, was another name for land west of ireland where there is none short of america on very many medieval maps of which perhaps a dozen are older than the year fourteen hundred the earliest yet found being that of del orto thirteen twenty five usually it appears as a nearly circular disk of land opposite munster at first altogether too near the irish coast as indeed the perfectly well-known corvo was drawn much too near the coast of spain or as even in the sixteenth century when newfoundland had been repeatedly visited that island was shifted by diverse map-makers eastward towards ireland almost to the conventional station of brazil also not long afterwards the maps of nicolay and Saltieri adopted the reverse treatment of transferring brazil to newfoundland waters as if recognizing past error and restoring its proper place the name brazil appears not to have been adopted by the norsemen but there is one fifteenth-century map perhaps at fourteen eighty preserved in milan which shows this large disc-form brazil just below greenland Ila Verde, in such relation that the map-maker really must have known of labrador under the former name and believed that it could be readily reached from that norse colony it seems altogether likely that brazil was applied to the entire outjutting region of america surrounding the gulf of st lawrence that part of this continent which is by far the nearest ireland besides the facts above stated certain coincidences of real geography and of these old maps favor that belief and they are quite unlikely to have been guessed or invented thus certain maps beginning with thirteen seventy five while keeping the circular external outline of ireland reduced the land area to a mere ring enclosing an expanse of water dotted with islands and certain other maps show it still nearly circular externally and solid 
but divided into two parts by a curved channel nearly from north to south the former exposition is possible enough to one more concerned with the nearly enclosed gulf of st lawrence and its islands than with its two comparatively narrow outlets the second was afterward repeated approximately by gastoldi's map illustrating ramuzio when he was somehow moved to minimize the width of the gulf though well remembering the straits of belle isle and cabot there are some other coincidences but it is unnecessary to dwell on them land west of ireland must be either pure fancy or the very region in question and it is hardly believable that fancy could guess so accurately as to two different interpretations of real though unusual geography and give them right latitude which with such an old irish name brazil as might naturally have been conferred in the early voyaging times that an extensive region chiefly mainland should be represented as an island is no objection as any one will see by examining the maps which break up everything north of south america in the years next following the achievements of columbus and cabot there was a natural tendency to expect nothing but islands short of asia it seems likely therefore that america was actually reached by the irish even before the norsemen and certainly long before all other europeans references babcock early norse visits to north america smithsonian publication two one three eight nineteen thirteen baring gould curious myths of the middle ages Beauvoir, the discovery of the new world by the irish cantwell pre-columbian discoveries of america daily the legend of st brandon celtic review volume one a sequel to the voyage of st brandon celtic review january thirteenth nineteen o nine hardiman the history of galway hull irish episodes of icelandic history joyce the voyage of melduin nut the voyage of Brun, stokes the voyage of melduin review celtique volume nine voyage of snedgus review celtique volume nine voyage of the we cora review Celtic, volume fourteen moran brendan end of section four